again on Boomerangs. This is Ruth. And this is Mike. Rather than list all of the topics that we're going to discuss right now, we're just going to glide from one to the next. Okay. And see where we come out with that. First, I wanted to check in, as I promised to, about Little Women. Little Women is so meaningful to, I think, women of my generation who grew up with Joe. The book, the story. The book, yes, thank you, by Louisa May Alcott. I was a Joe. Joe is the main character. She's a writer. Was that Catherine Hepburn? Yes, that was Catherine Hepburn. Okay. It was also Winona Ryder Mm. and Circe Ronan Mm. in this current version. She is the career woman. She's an artist. She has something to say. I found this version a little frantic at times, but very much worthwhile. I mean, really, the acting is so sharp and the story is so memorable. It's a classic. Mm-hmm. There's just no other way to describe it, really. Greta Gerwig tried chopping up different time periods mm. and creating different pathways for the story to go. Oh, yeah. But it's it's just a very different interpretation than the ones that start exactly where the book starts right. and go right. forward from right. there. It plays with time a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say too much about it, but if you have ever read the book or have had any interest in the story, please go. I know you don't want to do spoilers, but does she alter the story in any way to make it more applicable to today? She updates the dialogue. It seems much more contemporary, but I think that she actually took dialogue that was from the book that has not been used before in other adaptations. Right. Does she do anything surprising with the way it's presented She does, actually. One little clue is when the scene opens, and it took me up until the end to realize that Circe Ronan is playing Louisa May Alcott. She's not playing Joe March. Oh, right. And so that character is the writer. In the literal sense. Yes. She really is. And Joe is a writer also, but those things move back and forth. Mm -hmm. So I think it's an important film to see. I think it's an important film that deserves support because... get nominations for a bunch of awards? Greta Gerwig did not get nominated as director, but it got nominated for Best Picture and Best Screenplay, which she wrote. Oh, okay. And two of the actors got nominated. Is Sirsa Ronan the one from Lady Bird? That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. And Greta Gerwig directed her in Lady Bird as well. Right, right. So they're a good combination. And Timothy Chalamet is oh, yeah. wonderful. He is really He's so becoming the talented. Big, the big actor of our time now. And you can see why. I, He's I'm like not Leonardo. A, I, maybe so. And I, I liked him in Call Me By Your Name. I oh, right. liked him in Lady Bird. But in this, he's so fresh and unusual. Everything he does is just, right. it's as if it's its never been d- done or said before. Yeah, and he's not actory. Not at all. Yeah. No. So, so go. I'm going to see it. I think I must. I'm going to check in <laughs> just for a short time about Joker. Okay. Which I also saw and avoided seeing it because I thought it would be too disturbing until it was nominated and then I thought I had to see it. I was surprised at how blown away I was by Joaquin Phoenix's performance. Wow. He is indescribable in huh. this part. He's, he's always fascinating, but in this one, he just blows the roof off the house. Wow. He's so, so good. I never saw Taxi Driver, and I saw Uh, King of Comedies when it first came out so many years ago. This is supposed to be, I mean, I've heard it described as a mashup between King of Comedy and... So um, you watch the unraveling of someone's sanity? and it truly is about mental illness. It's not like that's any secret. Right. I can't speak to what it harkens back to. It really seems, to me at least, an indictment 
of white male privilege. Mm-hmm. One really weird thing about it is every woman that he has contact with is African American. Huh. Every single one. But it's not clear what that means or why that was done. Not at all. Unless, as one reviewer I read said, if you think that you're invisible as a white man, just try being a black Black woman, African-American woman, and see how invisible you feel then. So I don't know if that was intentional, but that's certainly what came out of it for me. Oh, yeah. That white male privilege is toxic. Mm -hmm. And it is a trip through someone's mental breakdown. Wow. I wonder if it was in the works before the Weinstein phenomenon happened. Oh, that's a good question. Just because that was such a marker for our recent times of, you know, that kind of Yeah, uh, he's not uh, someone who's harassing anyone. Right, right. I mean, he, in a slight way, he does, and that's disturbing. But it's, it's not a comment on that so much as that this group of, it takes place in Gotham, which is just a stand-in for New York, New York. But this group of disaffected young men believe that, and it really is about the haves and the have-nots. Oh, okay. That's yeah. a big deal now, too. Yes. That's what, um, oh, the Korean movie. Parasite. Parasite. Yeah. Well, that's because we're now living in we're these in corporatocracies. Time. We're back to the Industrial Revolution. Right. I think in the, the fact that there's a movie that addresses the concept of white male privilege, that shows you there's been some movement in the larger psyche of the whole country. Well, it's also about the idea that I'm a white male and I deserve privilege. I deserve to be privileged. Yes. The Joker is about the Batman character, right? Batman's father is the villain of the piece. The The person who who has all the money and is one of the haves. Okay. And Joker looks at him as one of the people who is impeding his ability to get what he really deserves. But is Joker the Joker? Yes. From the Batman? Yes. Okay, he that's is. what I'm saying. It's all wrapped up in the Batman so they mythology. they must do an awfully good job of making it seem real, even though it's yes. comic book. It's, it's much more real than it is comic book. It's you very feel like stark. It, it gets you past... For someone like me, I often I don't find myself going along with movies that go into the fantastic, that go oh. beyond reality. Oh, no, it's this is... It's hard for me to kind of surrender to those kind of no, storylines. No, this lines. is unfortunately the... I mean, the really upsetting part of it is that it is based in actual reality and actual mental illness. He is a real character. Okay. So you don't have to believe in superheroes. No, not at all. There's no superhero really in this. Okay. Batman doesn't show up. Right. It's just, it's really the tale of how this person becomes Joker. Okay. And That sounds pretty intriguing. I was turned off by Joaquin Phoenix's Golden Globe speech, and that was another reason I was going to not see it. But now that you've seen it and responded to it, I'm curious to see it. Well, did you see her? No. He's amazing in that. So many people have told me how brilliant that is. And yeah. I, I really, really recommend yeah, it. Yeah, so i got to watch that. Maybe make it a double feature of oh, her yeah. and Joker. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, because he's so good in that, and yeah. yet he's very different in the new one. He's very kind and lost in her. Right. And in this, he's demonic. And yet you feel for him mm-hmm. because the world is unkind to someone who is mentally ill and different. That's right. So there's a lot going on. Yeah. And like I said, very stylized. The production design is amazing. Right. The costume design is remarkable. All, all of his makeup and mm-hmm. hair and, and all of it really is of a piece. Okay. And I'm going. That's it, it deserves a I'm look. sold.
And now we're going to talk about our favorite character from the underworld, Lev Parnas. Yeah, talk about the Joker. Talk yeah. about someone from the crime world. Really? He's such a lovable little thug. <laughs> <laughs> Now, did you have any idea what was coming when Rachel Maddow said she had him as a guest on her show? What was coming? You mean what he was going to reveal? No, not really. I think he had dropped a couple of hints in the papers before he went on there that he knew stuff that was incriminating towards Giuliani. He had notes. He had taken extensive notes. right, right, right. Wrote down things, things about Yovanovitch, the ambassador. Oh, wow. And then there's this crazy person, Hyde, who was a landscaper from Connecticut. Right, who's running for Congress. Congress in Connecticut. Yeah. And who's the most horrible thing. Said the most horrible things about her. Yeah. And it turns out, now, I wasn't sure, but the chatter has been that there was really a plot to, to have rub her, her out. out. Yeah. That's what, it's, that's what the language sounds like. It does, because that's it really sounds like mafia like. speak. Now, has he, has Parnas said anything specific about that, or has he just left that He's open? left that. He didn't physically. talk about any intent to physically right. harm her. Right. That I recall. But there certainly was an intent to get her the hell out oh, of that definitely. position. Oh, definitely. Definitely. That's very clear. Yeah. yeah. It's wow. crazy. I couldn't believe it. When she said that he was a guest on the show, yeah. because I'd been following it in the papers and looking at the oh. notes and all the rest of what he had given to... Intelligence Committee? or Yes. I mean, it was like she said, well, I've got Bugs Bunny on the show tonight and I'm going to interview him and yeah. talk about the days at right. you know, Looney Tunes. Right. That's, right. It was that big a shock to me. Yeah. So hearing him speak... And he looks like an underworld character. Doesn't he? He really, really yeah, does. Yeah, he looks like Peter Lorre. He does. Yeah. yeah. Only a little cuter. <laughs> Just a little Peter cuter. Peter Lorre's kind of cute. And his wife yeah. is this blonde, Bombshell. very attractive <laughs> woman. And, oh, and I know that the Fox take on this is that he's just a thug. But right. he was Giuliani's thug. He was Giuliani's thug. And what's that creep's name? Devin Nunes has had these interactions yes. with him. And he had to revise his story. Yes, he did. Because he had said he didn't know him. And now he has to say, oh, I guess I did meet him. And, you know, Leparness worked for Fred Trump. For decades. Oh, really? And knew Donald Trump from his years working for Fred. Oh, really? So they go back a long way. Yes, the father. Now, I don't know what he did for Fred Trump. Maybe he's our John Dean, you know? Perhaps. I'm certainly intellectually, maybe not. But I mean, in the Nixon impeachment or the path to impeachment, it was when John Dean walked in that suddenly there was a click. And well, because things... he was willing to go to prison right. to be able to tell the truth. Right. And, and didn't he also explicitly say that he's doing this? She asked him, why are you doing this? Why here? Why, why a format like this? And he said, I want my story out. Didn't he say that he wanted his physical safety to be... Yes. Uh, he was doing it so that they wouldn't rub him out. Well, I don't think he said rub him out. No, not yes. in those so many words, but he wanted. He was doing it because if the truth comes out, they're less able or less likely to harm him. And I'm not sure that that's true. You know, look at Jeffrey Epstein. I mean, that's I'm not a conspiracy. Oh, you mean you're not sure that that has protected him by coming forth? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm well, not sure. Maybe it's a more question of what's more or less safe. Yeah. Maybe it's safer for him to be public because, God forbid, something happens to him, at least there will be a trail. And Igor Fruman isn't talking. Right. His his partner in crime. Oh, that's right. That's right. So I don't know what's going on with that. I'm a little nervous about making someone like him. He's not that savory of a guy. And it's, 
a little nervous about making him our, our knight in shining armor. I, but on the other hand, it's it's a good story. It's incredible. The things that he was saying, Trump knew. Yeah. I didn't do anything without yeah. Giuliani and Trump knowing. Right, it's, right. It's scary stuff. Oh, and speaking of which, Michael Flynn changing his oh, right. plea from not yeah. guilty to guilty. Yeah. I heard that that was another cry for a pardon. Oh, right. I heard that too. So we heard the same thing. Probably yeah. from the same place. <laughs> I wanted to ask you about the idea that giving funds to Ukraine in order to allow them to buy arms Mm -hmm. goes against the whole thing that Trump was trying to accomplish for Russia. Withholding the money makes sense because he doesn't want Ukraine to be successful against Russia. Right. Doesn't he want Russia to actually subsume Ukraine? Well, he should. I'm I'm sure that's Putin's goal. Yeah. But maybe he knew he he couldn't just turn those funds off. What what he could do was delay them so he could get a personal favor. Okay. You know. So he got a favor. But it always seemed to me strange that he wouldn't just try to to completely to do an undo to do an undo of the whole thing. Yeah. So that it would weaken Ukraine. Maybe that was beyond what he felt was doable. Maybe so. You know, that might have been a bridge too far. Yeah, where just putting a little bit of the brakes on, he thought he could do. Like, this money's going to go to them anyway, but if I slow it down, I can get what I need out of them. Shaking them down, as they, as people like Schiff have called it. Speaking of Putin, oh yeah, since there's been a shakeup in Russia land, yeah. I was just reading that what's happening now that he has dissolved his cabinet and his right-hand person resigned. It means that Putin can stay in power for an indefinite period of time. That's what Trump wants to do. And that this is kind of the template mm-hmm. for Trump staying in oh, power. Oh, right. And and it'll just go back to being the Politburo instead of any whisper of democracy. Right. It's just going to go back to being what it was before the wall came down, right. before Gorbachev. Yeah, yeah. There's an amazing documentary. Did I tell you I watched it? And I never can remember whether it's Netflix or Amazon because they're really all the same to me. But, <laughs> it doesn't matter. But it's on Gorbachev. And, and who oh, does yes, it? Oh, yes, I heard it was great. Oh, Vim Vendors. Vendor. No. No, it's, God damn it, what is his name? Hold on. It's... Werner Herzog. Werner Herzog. Well, that movie's great because it really shows you the power of an individual for good. Gorbachev himself had this sense of things being more just and more fair in Russia. And at least what the documentary seems to show is that, sure, I'm sure the culture was ready for it. The economic conditions made it so it was the wall and Russia's power over all of those satellites to to be taken away. But it kind of showed you that Gorbachev was a really good guy. He was a loving man. He was kind and loving. You know, it was not like a Trump or a Putin or one of these. And he had this great relationship with his wife. Yeah. And she died, didn't she? Yes. And that was... they go into that. That was really traumatic for him, yeah. losing her. Yes. That was a big, big loss for him. Yes. And he was, he was hated by the Politburo. He was right. hated by the internal right. players in the Russian government at yeah. the time. Yeah. They didn't want what he no. wanted. No, and they, they did want somehow. They, they, I think they did edge him out in some way. They did. Yeltsin was brought to replace yes. him. And then it's been backpedaling since the age of, the, of Glasnost and all of that. And Putin didn't like it at all. Putin did not want to see right. Russia weakened. He right. felt that by giving into the Western world that Russia had lost her glory. Yeah, he's got that inferiority complex that makes countries so dangerous, yes. you know, and they want payback. What I heard about Putin that explained a lot to me was that he looked at the Western world, especially at the United States, as being disrespectful and that he just couldn't stand that. 
being disrespected given their great history. I mean, they do have an amazing culture right. and history, and it's right. gone to shit now. Right, right. But given their previous standing on the world stage, it just ate at Putin. Right. And especially Obama. Well, he that's true. Obama. And I mean, maybe that's a thing in his, in historical processes. Like, my understanding is that Germany was fully humiliated at the end of World War One, and that that sense of humiliation festered and helped fuel what happened in the 30s and 40s. And I wonder, too, if that's happening with Putin, and maybe there's a large swath of society in Russia that has that, too, of the, the sense of we were humiliated, we were defeated. Huh. You know, when the wall came down, it was a, a dishonoring event for us. I wonder about that. I've never heard that. Or is it just that. him as a person? I think it, he internalized it. Right. I don't know how the Russian people feel. I mean... Well, he was invested in the totalitarianism because he was yeah. a KGB guy. I know someone who grew up in Russia, wow. and it was fine. Right. You, your living quarters were were paid for you had right. a food allowance and it was very regular and right. once the wall came down and democracy came in suddenly mm -hmm. it was really black all about the black markets that. that's mm -hmm. right there was no it was the wild west right it was all about bribing people which is how the oligarchs came into power mm -hmm. they kissed up to putin and mm -hmm. putin is i've heard the richest person on the planet wow he has plundered russia's wealth and acquired it for himself mm. and that's the reason that he has to take over the state to protect his the oh his personal wealth exactly that he can't keep it under wraps oh if right other people are poking around so he has to be right. at people who are completely under his control wouldn't it be interesting when trump's tax returns finally become public that maybe putin himself was laundering money not just the country of Russia laundering money, but maybe Putin's laundering his own personal wealth by funneling it through Trump properties and things like that. Oh, that's a possibility. Well, well they say that there are oligarchs who had done that. Right. They do, the money laundering apparently is a big deal. In fact, I think Deutsche Bank got fined millions of dollars because they were found to be in, involved in this money laundering scheme that involved Russia. But it'd be just, I, I never thought of it until you mentioned that, that aspect of his wealth that Maybe part of his personal fortune has been funneled through Trump properties to, to launder That would be his interesting. Money. I had heard early on in the first year of Trump's regime that that was what was going to bring down him and the kids. Money laundering? Yes. That mm -hmm. they had all been mm -hmm. there. They were all dirty with right. this money laundering right. business. Yeah. And that that was what was finally going to be the right. nail in the coffin right. for all of them. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, yeah. we, we don't know yet. No, they say that Supreme Court case on that, will the decision will come out in June. In June. It'll but it'll, but we don't know what it'll be with the makeup of the Supreme Court. There's no assurance that our Supreme Court has integrity anymore. Yes. Isn't it the Southern District of New York that's bringing, it, bringing the case to the Supreme Court? Oh, maybe, because they want to get the returns so they yes. can prosecute the yes. money laundering case. I was just trying to clarify exactly who it was that was trying to get the information. I think right, it is, right. I think it is them. Well, I have hope because 2018 saw a huge wave, a huge yeah, blue wave. it's true. And even 2019 with Kentucky and Virginia, yeah. I know that, I mean, Orange County, God right. knows, is not a little rural place right. in the middle of the country. That's right. But I do think that people are just sick of it. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. I think that's where we're going to end it here. All right. Boomers. Fun. Okay, boomers. Talk to you next See week. See you next time. Bye-bye.